0: It's hard to believe that uh, December is here, but it is. It's Christmas. It's a time to celebrate. Celebrate the birth of Jesus. No greater birth ever happened than the birth of Jesus. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to Matthew's Gospel. Chapter 1, beginning with verse 21. Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 21. And she, that is Mary, shall bring forth Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity to celebrate his birth again. Lord, we are so thankful that we know already know the rest of the story. How he lived and died and, and rose again. God, we just thank you and praise you for all the miracles that are in your holy word concerning your son Jesus. Speak to our hearts now, Lord, as we gather here to round your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. It's all about Christmas. Now, as I think about Christmas, I think about everyone. What are we doing for Christmas? Christmas. You know, many of us will be traveling, some will be waiting at home for the families to come, there'll be shopping going on, and I don't envy anybody from right now until 25th of December, what have you, of shopping. I don't have all I want of department stores and Walmart and the traffic in Seneca. I don't know when the best time to go. I don't know when the best time is to go. If you hadn't already got it done, go get it done. Don't disappoint someone. Everybody's excited. The tree is up, and the gifts are being wrapped and put under the tree. And when no one's looking, you ease in and you pick up and you shake. Better be careful. I got a monkey all ready for Christmas. You shake him, he goes to hollering. I mean, we'll just holler. And thinking about the um, silent auction, hey, it's not too late. If you want to bring something this afternoon? Put it on the table? Because all the money that's raised tonight will go to our, toward our debt retirement. We're thinking about Christmas. Uh, I've heard Christmas savings. I can't wait to get into my savings so I can, you know, spend it all. Layaways. Some people don't go back and pick them up. I asked the lady, I said, what do you do with people who paid down all this money and then they don't come pick it up? She said, well, sometimes they don't come back. And if they do come back and don't want it, we give them $10 back. Hey, I don't know about that. If you don't have it, best thing to do, don't spend it. Cards, plastics floating everywhere. Keep your eye on your plastic. Because other people have got their eye on your plastic. But we spin and we spin and we spin. And the question is, you know, where is Jesus? Well, I appreciate the decorations. They're so beautiful up here with Mary and Joseph and the babe. And all this is exciting. Kids are really excited. Hey, the Good News Club tomorrow will be double wild, I'm sure. I mean, it seemed like the closer we get to Christmas with the Good News Club or, or the closer we get to school getting out, the wilder they get. And uh, they're excited. But we try to make sure, hey, this is why we have Christmas. It's not so you can get something, but it's so you can give something and give it in the name of Jesus. We miss that so many times. Of trying to get the right gift. And I've heard this till I'm tired of hearing this. Well, I don't know what to get them. They gave me something last year, so I, get, I guess I'll give them something this year. What kind of spirit is that? Hey, I know what to give, I know what color it is supposed to be, and what size it is. It's money, it's, it always fits, it's always the right color. And you don't have to fret. Oh, well, I want to make it personal. I said, well, go ahead and get them something then. They probably won't like it, or they already got it, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got two of them. We'll take one to the jockey lot. No, they'll show up over there. You know, hey, why does it have to be so confusing? I think about the shepherds. Were they confused? Nope. They had the word. They got the message, and they took off. What about the wise men? No. Hey. They weren't confused. They had a star, and they were following it. What about Joseph? Hey, he already had the word. He already knew what his baby was going to be called, and he said he will be called Jesus, and he'll take away the sins of the world. Well, when we think about um, Christmas, I want to have a right kind of Christmas. I don't want it to just be another just, okay, here we go, the family comes, eat share gifts, and they're gone. Thank God all that's over with. That's what people's going to say. I'm glad it's over. Well, it's not over. It shouldn't be over. I want to have a right kind of Christmas. In order to have the right kind of Christmas, we must make room for Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, there'd be no Christmas. So we need to make room for Christ. And, uh, you know, I, these people, it says... Uh, we're not going to put up a nativity scene this year. Why not? Well, they say we can't. don't pay them any attention. Put it up. If they tear it down, put it back up. Jesus said, "You're going to have troubles, trials, and tribulation until I come, and He is coming. He's already been one time, and He's not coming back in that fashion. But we must make room for Jesus. You see, the innkeeper. Hey, I don't know how many rooms he had. But when Joseph and Mary showed up, he he just simply, he didn't, look, he didn't look at his register according to Scripture. He just looked at them and said, I don't have no room for you. He looked how they were dressed. He looked what they were carrying. And then Mary's condemned, we don't have no room for you. Hey, I'm not going to get involved is basically what he's saying. You know, how many of us are going to get involved? Okay? Thank you so much for those of you who signed up to ring the bell. You're getting involved. Okay? Lynn and I will be doing that. Ringing the bell. And for people to give money that others might hear and others might know and others might have. But don't be like the innkeeper. We just don't have room. You know, it's amazing. We was getting ready. And Christmas probably won't be any different at our house. Um, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. And we was expecting both boys, their wives and the grand youngins, okay? Then it turned into, can I bring my friends with me? Sure, bring your friends. What about my in-laws? Can I bring them? in Yeah, bring them. Bring great-grandma and all that crowd. Ended up about 18 people there. You know, and we had a ball. And it was amazing to me. As I'll tell you, how many to go plates, lend, fixed for them to carry home and still food? I'm still eating turkey. Oh, I'm tired of turkey. <laughs> Give me a fried chicken leg or something. We got to make room, though. It's necessary to make room. And when we gather around that tree on Christmas morning, listen, you that have little children, tell them again. Say, they already know. Tell them again. Say, can you imagine on this morning, hundreds of years ago, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, tell them the story. Or you know what? Lance found out, hey, let them tell you the story. Because most of them that's been in Good News Club or been in our children's department, can tell you the story. It's best when it comes out of the mouth of babes. Amen? It's best. When you hear from the children. Well, you see, not to make room um, for Jesus, I just compare it with uh, like an engine without oil. It's not going to run long. It's like a car without a transmission. You're not going very far. It's like a tree without sap. It has no life to it. It's like an ocean without a tide. It's like a garden without flowers. Jesus needs to be the reason for This season, and let us make room for him. I want to have a right Christmas. I want to make room for Jesus. I want to have a right Christmas by in uh, which it it includes worship, coming together to worship the Lord. The angels worshipped the Lord. The shepherds worshipped the Lord. The wise men worshipped the Lord. You know, some people will not be here. Well, they're not here today. Some aren't, and they won't be here for worship. They won't be here tonight for the time of gathering and singing carols. I beg you, I challenge you to be here tonight. Say, we didn't sign up for the supper. Come here, you start right here. You already heard, Mark, if you didn't sign up, be here anyway. I'm sure I'm satisfied there will be more food than can be eaten. And by the way, while we're praying a while ago, I thought about those ladies and men who are in the kitchen right now preparing food. For tonight. Now, this is amazing to me. You don't have to bring a thing but yourself. You don't have to fix a covered dish. Just come while you're red and be here. Well, when I think about these uh, these angels and, and the shepherds and the wise men, uh, the Bible says uh, all of a sudden there was a multitude of the heavenly host Saying, singing, saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill to all people. The angels brought that message. You know who's supposed to be carrying that message today? That's you and I. We're supposed to be carrying the message. We're supposed to be telling people about Jesus. Well, I want to have a right Christmas. I want to make sure that there's room at my house for Jesus. I want to make sure there's room in my life for Jesus. I want to make sure that I worship him. Uh, Thirdly, uh, to have a right Christmas, uh, there needs to be the kind of grace giving, okay? Grace giving. God provides, but what are we doing? Okay, I appreciate Mark mentioning the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. You know, I'm thinking, hey, I guarantee you there's more than 15 people in here that can give $100. 1500 is all our goal is. That's not asking a whole lot for a church our size that these missionaries might have. And you know something? I will tell you something else, church. It might, it could whet some of our young people's appetite to go and become a missionary. How would you feel this morning if we had one or two or three of our young people on the foreign field this morning? You'd want to give more, right? Well, somebody's parents, I mean, somebody's young'uns is over there serving the Lord. And so we, must, we ought to have a, a, a kind of giving that uh, is involved in grace giving. Um, the wise men, the Bible says they brought gifts. They not only brought the gifts, but they presented the gifts. You know, if you were if you gave this morning, you ought to just thank God that you had it to give. But listen, something else. If you're not giving, I don't care what you're making; it makes no difference what you're making. But if you're not giving, you're robbing God. You want to be guilty? Be called a a thief? Well, the Bible says it. You know, if we we rob God, that's what we are. We are. Where do you, we rob you, Lord? In tithes and offerings. We need to have a a right Christmas by giving. You know what's so precious about Christmas is select a family that you know they're not going to be able to provide for their kids and provide Christmas for them. Find somebody who needs a meal and either take them out to eat, take them a meal or have them at your house. They'll not forget these things of grace giving. You see, it's not just about money; it's about giving those things that's tangible, things they put their hands on and know that you cared enough to feed them. It's amazing. Um, I don't get to go every time Dot's Kitchen meets, but on the Mondays that our church does it, I do. I try to go. And I want to tell you something, I, I have got reacquainted, you listening? I have got reacquainted with some people who knew me when I first come into this county. They called me by my name. And I go and I sit with them and I talk with them. And it's just an opportunity to not only eat with them, but go and sit with them and, and share with them. And hey, tell them you love them. Be there for them. It's a ministry. And hey, it's part of of our church. The last thing I want to make mention of. If we think about uh, having a right Christmas. They all listen. You got to make room for Jesus. You need to worship him. A true and living savior. You need to give that others might hear. But last of all. Uh, having a right Christmas includes telling someone. About Jesus. You see the angels. Uh, came and made the greatest announcement. For unto you, they said. They didn't say unto us. They said unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. They were invited to come and see. Come and see. It's been a few years ago now that in the Williamston Park, back where Lynn and I grew up and went to school and went to church. In the Williamston Park, there was a beautiful nativity scene. And one night after the park closed, basically, of course, they had security lights, but this was many years ago, somebody came to this beautiful nativity scene and took the baby out. And it was a big write-up, it was a big story about looking for Jesus. And it had a message, looking for Jesus. You know, the thing is, uh, you know, the, probably the number one question that's being asked any and everybody today is, are you ready for Christmas? Well, I know what they mean. Do you have all your gifts bought? Have you got all your menu planned? You got all the family ready to come? or either you going? Are you ready for Christmas? Listen, we need to say, hey, are you ready for Jesus? If it wasn't for Jesus, there'd be no Christmas. And wouldn't it be an awesome thing for him to come back this Christmas? As I said, we're going to have a Christmas Eve worship service. It won't last long. But wouldn't it be something while we're doing that? If Jesus were to come. It's all about him, y'all. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about this church. It's about Jesus Christ. And without him, hey, that's the biggest thing. Is make room in your and my heart for Jesus. We make room for everything else. And a lot of times we leave him out. The innkeeper left him out. The people left him out. Came to his own people. They wouldn't accept him. His own family wouldn't even accept him. So the whole thing came to a head. And that soldier underneath that cross, I could see a vivid picture of him looking up as Jesus bled to death for everybody and said, truly, this must be the Son of God. Have you made room for him? Today is the day. Jesus himself said, today is the day of salvation. And without me, you are nothing. But with me, you can do all things. You know, I beg you, I challenge you to make room for Jesus. Worship him. Give gracefully. And tell somebody about him. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the power of your holy word. Thank you, Lord, for for reminding us to make room for you, to make room in our heart so we can sing the beautiful hymns and songs about you and to know we have a personal relationship with you. Father, bless these that sit in the, the pews right now. God, speak to every one of their hearts. If anyone's lost, God, give them courage to make room for you in their heart and come and accept you as their Savior. Those who might not be close to you as they ought to be, Lord, help them to come to this altar and to make room for you. We pray for those that might be visioned as our guests today. If they need to make a decision, Father, give them the courage. And Father, we'll thank you and praise you for all you do for us now. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.